What's going on, everybody? Devore G Money. This is the Not For Debate podcast. We live on Facebook and on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all other streaming platforms. Be sure to listen to us on Instagram. Well, excuse me. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And also be sure to hit that like button, subscribe button. Uh, action-packed show, as usual. Uh, talking about the, M- the CBS, this top 16 NFL coaches. Uh, obviously, the NBA playoff injuries that happened thus far, how they affect the how they affect the NBA. G Money, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? Chilling, just watching the Suns game. Uh, you didn't exactly say who uh, who you're rooting for. I I want. I know everybody wants Chris Paul. People think that he deserves it. Um, I mean, that's good and all, but I want to see the Clippers versus the Bucks. I wish that. We're going to get into that, but I wish the Clippers were fully healthy and the Bucks are fully healthy, and we'll see another rematch between Kawhi and and Giannis. But yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for the Clippers. Okay, so as we speak right now, it is currently 50, 58 to fifty two Suns right now. Two minutes and fifty seconds in the in the second quarter. So we will definitely touch on that as we progress through the pod. But first things first, in the NFL. Uh, Saints tackle Ryan Ramchek gets a contract extension to five-year, $96 million deal, $60 million guaranteed, $19.2 million per year, which sets the market now for the highest paid tackle in pro football, which uh, for, for your information, G-Money, this puts him over top of Lane Johnson for the Philadelphia Eagles who signed his contract in 2019, which is – annually is about 18 million dollars per year now uh if you remember when we ended up doing the the new orleans saints preview video and we discussed the salary cap i believe this new orleans saints was sitting with like over 60 million dollars and then they ended up um manipulating the salary cap and restructuring a couple things letting some letting some players go uh but the general manager mickey loomis did his thing, man. Being able to bring back Ryan Ramchek, one of the best tackles in football. I believe uh, he was first team all pro in 2019, second team all pro in 2018 and 2020. So he is he is an elite caliber tackle. Now, as far as like looking at the New Orleans Saints right now, I'm gonna ask you the I'm gonna ask you the question. In, in the NFC South, which is the Atlanta Falcons. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Carolina Panthers. Where do you see the New Orleans Saints finishing in the NFC South? Behind the behind Tampa Bay, I think they they have a lot of talent. I think that they'll be second in division. I think that there's a chance that they can both make the playoffs. In my opinion, the Tampa Bay because now is what seven teams each year. Now is, is that going forward? Or was that just last year? It was. I, I think that's what it is going for. You get three three wild card teams. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I think I think uh, they'll be right behind Tampa Bay. Right behind. They might Tampa even have Bay. a better record than Tampa Bay. You never know. See, I have I have the New Orleans Saints still coming in second too, but I would definitely say look out for Carolina though. Yeah, because we we don't know what we're gonna get out of out of San Darnold if we're gonna continue to see the same trash play. That we saw with him in with New York, but that was Adam Gase. But go ahead. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let that go today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we don't know what we're gonna get out of Sam Darnold. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is gonna be coming back. The defense is getting better for the Carolina Panthers. So it's it's it, it's it's very close. It's also gonna come down to Jameis Winston too as well. Me, I already voiced my opinion about Jameis Winston when it comes down to his last year in Tampa Bay where he ended up throwing 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions and ended up having like over 5,000 yards passing. Uh, Him being put with a head coach, Hall of Fame head coach, Sean Payton, I feel like he'll be able to clean up those interceptions. But that's the thing, though. Is he the clear starter, though? That's that's the question. I think he's light years better than – uh Taysom Hill to be honest yeah but you know Sean Payton loves that guy though you know you know he loves him. well well that's nice do you want to win a championship or are we playing favorites here because like it, it was I feel like Jameis Winston was done dirty last year when they decided to have 
Taysom Hill as the starter. Like I get it. Like we want to. We Taysom Hill has the mobility. We can we can wrinkle something new with that. But at the end of the day, mobile quarterbacks don't win your championships. And James Winston is your tr- traditional drop back passer. You can think about it all you want. Michael Vick ain't win one. Um, really? Okay. What about Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is not considered mobile. Uh, okay. How about this? A improviser type quarterback. Because I think Aaron Rodgers, he's a pocket passer. He just only he only moves outside the pocket out of out of necessity. So I probably say oh, off the top of my head, the most recent quarterback that was mobile that I will put in that category would probably be Russell Wilson, to be honest with you. Yeah. But at that time, yeah. I felt like that was more of a Marshawn Lynch team, and they were run first and yeah, play defense. great defense and win the game. When Marshawn Lynch left, that's that's when the keys was handed to Russell Wilson. Like, okay, you're going to have to carry us because I had my I had my I had my doubts about Russell Wilson too at the time when Marshawn Lynch was there. But um, getting back to getting back to Jameis Winston, I feel like he's light years better than Taysom Hill as far as velocity throwing the football, just pure talent in general. Jameis Winston got it over mm-hmm. over Taysom Hill. And again, I get it. Like everybody loves the 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 flat flashy plays of the quarterback breaking the pocket and, and scrambling for extra yards. But at the end of the day, them type of quarterbacks, they don't win championships. So and all and also another thing before I before I forget, this is the best offensive line that Jameis Winston has ever played behind in football. So, uh, like, I believe with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like, they didn't have any protection for Jameis. That's why I was a little shocked because of the fact that when when Tom Brady ended up going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this pre-past year, they went and got a Tristan Werps in the first round uh, of, mm-hmm. the, of the NFL draft, and they cleaned it up. So they knew that was an issue, and we still let Jameis walk. But I, I, I rest my case. I'm, I'm going with Jameis. Jameis, I feel like Jameis going to have a good year this year. Hopefully Sean Payton feels the same way because if I was him, I'd go with Jameis as well. But, you know, Sean Payton, he might throw a wrinkle in there. There might be um, a dual quarterback situation. We might see a version of the Wildcat. You just never know. His offense is always innovative, you know, so we'll see. But I think Jameis is going to be the the starter, but I think you're going to see a lot of the uh, – what's his name again? I'm sorry. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of him as well. Mm. Now, offensively, like, they got some weapons like uh, Michael Thomas, arguably. I'm not going to say he's the best. I'll probably put him in my top five. Ah, that's a hard way. <laughs> that's a hard one. I had to catch myself. That's a very, very horrible because, to be honest with you, I need to see what you are without Drew Brees before I, before I put him in my top five. So that's that's an issue for me. So I, I, I'll probably put I put Michael Thomas in my top ten, and then you have uh, Kamara. You just paid Kamara last year, arguably top five running back in the league. And mm-hmm. like I said, Jameis, I feel like he's going to be the X factor for the New Orleans Saints. So whoa, 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 what about we'll defensively? See. Defensively, I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little I'm a little suspect about their defense because of the fact. Um, they got they got well defensively this year. I feel like they'll be okay. Now after this year is going to be an issue because they're all pro cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. He's going to be going into a he's going into a contract year this year, so they're going to have to pay him. Marcus Williams, their safety, they end up franchise tagging him. So we 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 got we gonna see. We 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 definitely gonna see after this year. I feel like the New Orleans Saints they'll be fine this year. But after in 2022, that's when I feel like the Saints are going to end up uh, running running into, into some issues. Oh goodness gracious! Um, the NBA playoffs, man. Uh, injuries playing a big, huge impact uh, during the course of these playoffs. Um, off the top of your head, what? NBA NBA playoff series you think of was affected the most by a player getting injured? 
Oh, definitely the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I, because James was James was playing, but he was hobbled, so they they didn't have the same James Harden. And then, of course, Kyrie, who can be your closer, you know, who can be the closer if Durant is you know having an off night, which doesn't really happen. After that, I think Anthony Davis' injury is huge. Um, Kawhi's injury was big, but the Clippers are still playing well, so I, I don't think they can win the championship. But they still, you know, got through the playoffs without him. Um, let me see. Mike Conley wasn't healthy, you know, the whole playoffs. Um, Serge Ibaka is not you, really. I, I did you so dirty just now. I didn't even give you the list. So, yeah, Jamal Murray ACL tear that happened before the playoffs even started. Oh yeah, that's right. I felt like that affected the uh, the, the Denver Nuggets. I felt like they should have ended up. If if we're being completely one hundred, I think they should have took out finals. Yes, they should be in the Western Conference Finals if they had Jamal Murray. Uh, Jalen Brown, uh, he has he had the wrist injury. Uh, you have Anthony Davis, obviously, in the first round against the Phoenix Suns. I think they would have murdered the Suns if they had Anthony Davis yeah. in the lineup. And then Mike Mike Conley, you just mentioned, had the hamstring. Kimball Walker. Jam- yes, Kimball Walker. James Harden with the hamstring, and then Kyrie Irving with the ankle. But uh, go ahead and continue. That's my bad. I just had to break that down real fast for you. No, 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 it's okay. And then we've seen in, what, game three, uh, Trey Young went down, and then we've seen Giannis go down in game four. Yes. Um, These players are getting hurt left and right, and it's – the game is still great, don't get me wrong, but as as the love of basketball, you want to see everybody healthy to see who's the best team. Because when you have the great players that are injured – there's always the asterisk. Like everybody always says, well, they won, but look who was injured. So it's kind of, it kind of dampens the game. I just wish that, you know, injuries are part of sports. It happens, but it just seems to happen at the wrong time, especially for Kawhi and especially for uh, Jamal Murray and, and um, even Donovan Mitchell, he was playing, but he wasn't healthy. Nobody it's no one's a hundred percent healthy, but these guys are actually playing hurt. LeBron was playing hurt. Uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Joel and B was playing hurt. Like these guys are not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but he he made a good point saying that. Um, I don't know if they need more time or, I don't think they need more time. I think last year, the combination of the last fifteen months, it kind of messed everybody's body and schedule up. So when they came into this year, even though they had what five months off last year, but then when they when they end the season in October, they came right back a month later. So it's like. I, I I understand LeBron's point, um, and it's just, it's just unfortunate because I want to see all teams healthy and may the best team win. But unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way. Because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, from the time that they shut down the NBA as far as playing games when, when they had the COVID-19. It's like March, they, February, right, last yeah, year? Yeah, it was like February, March-ish, and we didn't start the bubble till – July. July, yeah, somewhere around July. So you had what three or four months off right there. So I, I, yeah, but you know, I don't. I just think the quick turnaround probably, but especially the player, you know, teams like the Heat and the Lakers because they played in the finals. You've seen the Heat this year; they weren't really healthy for most of the year. Um, so I, I think LeBron has a point, but then at the same time, other people have a point. They had three or four months off before that. But I don't know. It's just something's going on where these pe- these players ain't healthy. I just want to see ne- next season because next season everything goes back to normal. The NBA comes on October, late October, and ends in June. That's when everything will come back around. Everybody be healthy, and you'll finally see. Hopefully, Clay Thompson stays healthy, and you see the Warriors. And like next season is going to be a huge season. Going to be a huge season. Going to be great. Oh, yeah. But this I'm season and last season were kind of go to State weird. Warriors. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. Me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. I'm seething at the mouth to see the Splash Brothers boy. I tell you, they, they got two first round draft picks, don't they? They can trade up for something. Listen, the Warriors going to be. You trouble. know my my dream scenario for the Golden State Warriors right now. Don't say if they if they trade if they trade both them first round picks for for Joel Embiid. Ooh. Yeah, well, that's good, but can he stay healthy? That's the only thing. That's his only question. Can he stay? Yeah, that, that that's question. Okay, give me give me either Joel Embiid or give me Ben Simmons. Yeah, but the thing is, they're gonna want more than the first round picks. You, you, I think they're gonna want a player and the two first rounds for Ben. Okay, so go ahead. You take Draymond. How about that? 
Yeah, but you're gonna trade Jerry Bond though? Like, get, you okay, do that? If, if we get, if they get, if they get, uh, what about Wiggins? Nah, Wiggins ain't enough, right? Nah. If they get, I'm, 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 I'm gonna do it straight up. If we, if they, the, the Golden State Warriors decide they want to take Embiid, I'll give them Wiseman and then two first round picks. So after these playoffs, you think the the Sixers are going to keep Ben Simmons? That's not going to happen. I, th- I, I, I think they're going to have to make a choice, though. At, at some point, what they're going to do? But, but see, that's the that's the bad thing about it. You, you choose a guy that doesn't want to shoot and can't shoot, or you choose a guy that can't stay healthy. It's like what you you're not, not going to win either or. So it's like I feel like I, you I, have a better situ- a better chance with Ben Simmons because that's something that you can. I don't, I don't we, we we went back and forth about this. We don't know if it's psychological or is this just ignorance that you just don't want to shoot. But I feel like that can be fixed opposed to Yeah, but it's been five years. Durability, though. I, I get you. I get you. So you would trade, you would you you're telling me on now at 10 22 p.m. you would trade Embiid instead of Ben Simmons. That's what you're saying. I just like him. I just like seeing I, I just fantasized him in a Golden State Warrior uniform just now and I was just like damn that looks good that's where he need to go <laughs> do you think three guards would be good depends what, what I'm getting at, what how I'm getting they're at, being used I'm getting that I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt Steph Dam- Damian Litter and Clay, all, no. all three of them together no that's not gonna work I don't think that's no. gonna work okay I don't I don't like I don't think I like that because I feel I mean, like Steph mm-hmm. is kind of a liability on defense too. So who is he checking? Well, Dame can guard the Dame is a Dame is not as great, but he's better than Steph, so he can guard a, the, the best guard you know on the other team. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, what Steph is like six three, so you're going to be guarding the two guard who's going to be on average at least six six. No, no, I you put Dame at the two, and you put you put Dame the guard the two. You put Dame at the two. Yeah. Well, per- honestly, I don't think the Golden State Warriors really need a premier ball handler because they move move the ball around so much. Okay, so, so you don't see that working? No. Okay. I, I don't think it's necessary for you to have another guard. Mm. I feel like you need – I think you need more a 3 and D type of guy. I, I a- see what you mean by a center that can play because when they had DeMarcus Cousins, he wasn't DeMarcus Cousins, but – that talent, you know, was there. So if they get Joel Embiid, that would just take him over the top because that's all they need. That's all a scoring big man. And mm-hmm. Draymond, for some reason, cannot shoot anymore. The last two, three years, he just can't shoot. Like, he's just been terrible at shooting. So even though he does everything great, I, I can see them moving Draymond. But if they can find a way to keep Draymond and trade Wiseman or Wiggins or somebody or um, o- Kelly Oubre, then yes, if you can find a way to keep Draymond, but if you have to, trade him but trade him for something that's good. Just think about it. Like you have, you have Joel Embiid on the block who you cannot double team. Nobody. Mm. (laughs) And then Joel Embiid could just be interchangeable. Where you want him on a perimeter. You want him on the block. Where where you want him at? Stephen Clay Mm. just be just eating on the pick and roll. They kill him on the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. So imagine that pick and roll with, with him and um him and Steph. Oh my yes. god! Oh, <laughs> that's that would be killer. That'd be hard. That'd be tough to stop. No bull. I don't be- see Phoenix doing this again next season. I think that this might be a one-time thing. It's just a Cinderella that we're done. I think they'll be fifth, sixth, seventh seed, but like number two seed, almost going to the finals. I don't, I don't see that again. I could be wrong. You never know. I could be wrong, but I just don't see that. Personally, I don't see them making the playoffs again for a while. No, nah, I don't. I'm not, I won't if go that they, far. If they, on, if they keep the same roster, because I don't. I, I, personally, I don't feel like they have enough offensive production for them I got to do something it consistently. You. What you got? I got something for you. What if this is a one-year Chris Paul thing? Chris Paul leaves, right, or retires, or whatever, and Dame comes to Phoenix. What do you think about that? Okay, then we got then we cooking with something because you Devin Booker and Dame. You got the same two, team. two perennial scores on the same team. I'm just saying, like Chris Paul, he's not really doing much outside of the pick and roll, get putting up that midi. That's all you get out of yeah. him. Yeah. And then DeAndre Ayton, even though I said earlier, he is doing some work in the post right now. 
if he could develop his post yes. game, then I could probably see it. But on paper right now, when I'm looking at the, the Phoenix Suns, offensively, they just don't have enough. And we were just talking about Golden State. They're going to be healthy. Uh, L.A. going to be back. I don't even know what they're going to do with the Trailblazers. I like the Grizzlies. The Mavericks. The Mavericks. No, I but like the Mavericks, the- I don't know what they're going to do with them because now they might, they talk, they're talking about trading Luka, which is fucking crazy. I don't know why they would trade him, but. Yeah, that, 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 that's crazy, but I don't think Jason Kidd is going to trade him. They, they, okay. And then I, I saw that I end up seeing the, the dream, the dream Dallas Maverick uh, personnel. They was going to bring in J.J. Barrett. They was going to bring in Jason Terry. They was thinking about bringing in uh, Dirk Nowinski. I think Dirk is already there. He's already a consultant. Uh, yeah, Dirk he's like a Dirk. consultant. Yeah, so, yeah. Jason Terry. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's going to be interesting. I don't. I don't think they would never let that happen. <laughs> if they trade Luca, they're not doing that. Porzingis, mm, maybe. Yeah, get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. I think Porzingis. I think he he can go to a good team, and somebody needs to get in his head and says, "Listen, you can shoot three sometimes. It's fine." But not every time, dude. You're seven three. Go to the paint, dude. Go to the paint. Get easier shots. It's much better. But are we going to get to our daily frustration about the Milwaukee Bucks? Or you don't want to talk I, about? I it? was just about to say. Speaking of speaking of frustration, <laughs> yes. Oh lord, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yo, I'm literally just sitting here watching the game yesterday. I'm like, yo, the Milwaukee Bucks are just like, here you go, Hawks. Here, take the series from us. It's yours. And, Go ahead and have it. And this is before Giannis <laughs> went down. Before Giannis, <laughs> yes, went down. it's before that even happened. It's before it even happened. That's that's how that's I'm getting to that point right now. That the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are just like here, fuck it. Here, take it, take it. I don't. We don't want it. Just here. But, you, but go. you know what's so frustrating about them when you look at their team? They're the best team in the league right now. They are. They have the most talent. They should win it all. But they just frustrate you so much offensively. It's like, yo, <laughs> Middleton had a great game. What it was, game three. He had. A, I don't know if you saw that. Like we've been giving him hell, but he had a great fourth quarter. He scored twenty points. And then you come out in game four and just do the same shit. Revert back to the same garbage. Just running up and shooting. It's like, yo, pass the ball. When they play well, nobody can beat them. But when they when they just jack up shots and Giannis does that little spin and gets an offense foul, it's like, yo. Do something else. Get a post move. Like, oh, they, they're frustrating. And yet, they'll still probably win this series, as frustrating as they are. And they'll probably still win the championship. But it's just like, this is going to be the f- most frustrating fight championship run I've ever saw in my life. It's frustrating. Yeah, wow. like, I, 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 I cannot stand watching the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm so happy to see them in the, in the, in the conference finals because I've been rooting for the Bucks. Over the past five years, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I was a Giannis fan. Now I'm a little, I'm, I'm borderline right now. I'm, I'm like, I was a Giannis fan. fan, so I'm just sitting down and I'm just watching Giannis right now. Where you, you just, why are you shooting the ball? <laughs> why are you shooting the ball? That's and then and like you just said, Chris Middleton. What what is going on? Is there something going on at home, bro? Because you just be picking and choosing which games you decide you want to show up in. And then Drew Holiday, like I don't get it, bro. I just don't get it. Like sometimes you want to play, and sometimes you don't want to play. Like those three players right there, and then they're, they're the key players on the team. Like what? The only like, guy that's what? been consistent has been Portis, Bobby Portis. That's it. Yes. And nobody was expecting him to contribute in this in this series. So I'm like, bro, like, especially, especially Chris Middleton. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I've been I've been putting the word out about you over the past five years. You're embarrassing me right now. (laughs) Like forever. You're embarrassing me right now. I'm like, yo, like you about to make that turn right now. You about to make that turn. And then I, I think last night, going into the fourth quarter, he shot like five for like 17 18 or something like that and i was like sheesh they, they don't have trey young either and well, y'all that, that's lose the that's the thing that's what charles barkley was saying like listen they don't have their best player you're supposed to put your foot on their throat and go up 3-1 and come out aggressive they came out with no energy very lethargic just like oh, okay we, th- th- this is this how they play i'm, I'm gonna tell you, explain it 
they play like, oh, we're better than everybody, so we're going to eventually win anyway. Let's just chill. Like, you can't chill with the playoffs because another team might catch you. And the Hawks got to give them credit. They just came out with so much passion and so much energy. They came out like, yo, we might lose, but we're going to go out swinging. And they just came and just – they just took the heart out of of Milwaukee. Now, this game five is important. If Milwaukee loses game five, I don't know. I don't know. It's over. It's literally over. And and, and it's scaring me right now because – Atlanta has the shooters. They can kill you. And Gallinari, I've always liked Gallinari. Gallinari, oh. He's just been hurt too damn much. That's the only reason why people just don't see how good Gallinari has been because he's been hurt and he's been on the next. Yes, that too. But but like early on in Gallinari's early uh, playing career in the NBA when he was with the Nuggets, like Gallinari was a top top five forward in the league. So he was a scorer, yeah. Scoring yeah, machine. so like you put him with with uh Bogdanovich Herder. I Herder. love Herder. And, yeah, I love, and Lou I love Williams, him. he put up some uh put up 20 points last night, uh starting for Trey Young. The Bucks might be in some trouble if if we could continue if they continue to get if Trey Young comes back and Lou Williams continues to put up substantial amount of numbers coming off the bench. They're gonna be don't have some problems, but it comes down to Chris Middleton, to be completely honest with you. If Chris Middleton could give me at least 20, 25, like I know he can for, for the next three games, we good. Yeah, but he got to, he has to get 25 and Giannis has to get 30 to me. Well, that, I'm 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 thinking, I'm thinking right now, if Giannis, I this is how I back. feel. I feel I feel like this. The Bucks should be good, good enough to take out the Hawks without Giannis. We should be able to rest Giannis and be ready for the finals. Have him ready so. for the finals. I, that's how I feel right now. But it, it again, it depends on what happens with Chris Middleton. And you, like you said, game five is critical because if you lose game five, you're facing an elimination in game six. So because if you win game five, you want to win game six. But if you lose game six, at least you got game seven to fall back under. But if you lose game five, that means you got so much pressure in game six to win on the road and your team is, you know, is not playing well and Giannis is not healthy, I don't care if Giannis plays or doesn't play. They have to win game five. They have to. The Bucks. Oh, yes. Absolutely. You don't want that pressure going into game six. You, you, don't, you do not want that pressure going into game six. And game five is in Milwaukee? Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah That's why I so, got to Yeah, you got you to win on your home court. Now, again, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday – Brooke Lopez, they should be able to get this done. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's 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 a matchup nightmare across the board for the Atlanta Hawks. That's why I feel like the Bucks had the best roster assembled to basically face almost any team in the league. Because mm-hmm. defense, defense, like everybody is at least six five, at least six five. We can we can handle anybody, but. Again, I I, I, I feel good to get this off my chest because I've been I've been sitting on this since last night. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I've been sitting on this since last night. It's like it's like a daily thing with, with Milwaukee. If they get to the finals, <laughs> we're gonna be talking shit about them again. It's like, yo, did you see what the Bucks did again? It's like, oh, oh they're frustrating. Like, just one last thing before we end up touching on the, the Suns and the Clippers. Okay, it, like Giannis will go on a spurt where. He'll drive inside, go into the paint, just bully his way into the paint, throw an elbow or two, get a dunk or a layup. Then I would probably say after he does that about four or five times, shoot your your jump shot. Yes. I'm like, what are you doing? You're killing him right now. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Like, you just had a great defensive, just had a great defensive stand. Take your ass in the paint and get the guaranteed po- points. I don't understand why that or is you, so hard. What is what is or you know what, what? is holes are doing? Stop. I don't know. Stop shooting the three and go in and get, get a mid-range shot. Like work on your mid-range. Like, for example, not that Giannis and D Wade are the same players, but Dwayne was a terrible three-point shoot, three-point shooter his whole career. But what did he do? He learned how to get a mid-range shot. Yo, your three-point shot is not falling. Learn to get a mid-range. Get a mid-range. Go inside and get a mid-range. And once they start respecting your shot, then you can start shooting more threes. 
but he just shoots a three. It's like, yo, you every time he shoots a three, the defense is like, thank God. Because <laughs> yeah, like you're giving them a break. Like exactly. keep killing them. You're killing yeah. them right now. Your foot is on their neck. Kill them. Kill them. That's all I'm saying. Just kill them. I don't care if you miss, just if you gotta pass it out because everybody jump you, just keep doing what you're doing. They have no answer for you, Giannis. Like Giannis right now is probably the most unstoppable driver to the basket right now since LeBron. Like, yeah, you you can do this. Like, just just do it. Like, I don't want it. Like, Buddha holes are getting on my damn nerves, bro. Like, for real, for real. Like, what are we talking about in the locker room? Like, what are we talking about during the timeout? Like, at, at some point, you're going to be like, Giannis, stop shooting. Chris Middleton, I bet not see you in, in, in any shooting motion. Like, for real, for real. Stop shooting. You're killing us. You're, kill- you're getting the thing, us out of the this thing game. with Giannis is he hits one or two threes and then he thinks that he's Steph Curry. Like, yo, bro, no, you got lucky. Just chill, bro. Chill. Don't shoot any more threes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I like, I can understand. Okay. Shoot a three with two or three seconds left on the shot clock. Cool. But don't come down the lane with a full shot clock with like 15 seconds left and you just pull. Like that's just that's Chris. That's yeah, that's Middleton. Like, come on, man. He just walks up and just takes a shot with all contested. It's like, why do you do that? I think I think there should be a rule. I think there should be three, three shots, three attempts a game for Giannis for three. Just three. Start up with three. If he makes if he starts making two out of three, then he can go more. But just three attempts. Just three. That's it. Because if you miss so if you miss the first three, you're done. You're done. That's it. No more. <laughs> Don't shoot, don't shoot no more threes. That's it. <laughs> All right, man. The um, Phoenix Suns in the in the Los Angeles Clippers right now. Uh, what, 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 what's what's going on with them? Talk to me. The Phoenix Suns are up by nine, sixty six to fifty seven. Um, they look in control. The Clippers are playing rush. But see, I don't want to talk too soon because the Clippers played like this last game and the game before, um, and they came back. But it's like, how many times can they do that? You know, so it's it's kind of the Clippers' problem. They have the same sort of problem as the Bucks. They take too many threes. Like Paul George takes way too many threes. He has the game to drive and kick or drive and get a layup or get fouled. You don't have to do that step back three that he does all the time. And then Reggie Jackson. All he does is, is the damn three. It's like it's going in lately, but that's not working right now. Like you, they have to try something else. And I think they should play Bookie Cousins more because when he came in last game, he scored mm-hmm. 12 points like right away. He balled out him and Morris. You know, they play playing well right now. They're just going through the motions. Um, they they still have a chance to win this game, but it's it's not looking good. As far as the Suns, I think they're more of they just want to get this over with. Like they're just I, I think Devin Booker's playing hard. They're playing good defense, but they're like, yo, let's just win this game and get into the finals and rest. They want to get this over with, but they don't – I don't think they should put their foot off the gas because the Clippers, again, they can come back and force the game seven. And I think if it goes to seven, I mean, are you going to pick over the Clippers? And Like, if the, if it goes to seven, who, who would you pick? Clippers. Clippers in seven? I, okay, what 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 what's the status on Kawhi right now? Because I haven't looked at it today. He's still out. He's still out indefinitely. Still has a the knee right it's, knee. It's still day to day. Yeah, still day to day. So, shout out to Quinte in the chat, by the way. Um, so, if it goes to a game seven, I find it very very hard for Kawhi to miss that game. If it goes to a game seven, I don't think they need Kawhi to win. I think they need Kawhi to win a championship, but they don't need Kawhi to beat the Suns if it goes to seven. So they might, they might, they might keep him off too. I don't know, like, because it's a knee injury. You don't want to do the Kevin Durant thing. You remember a couple of years ago when the Warriors were, you know, Kevin Durant got injured against the Rockets, and, and then, then they were able to get past the Rockets. Achilles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so, you don't want to risk that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I'm I'm going. I'm still going to go with the Clippers. Uh, how about that? I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Okay. Oh, well, they got it. They got it. They got some ground to cover. Um, they they just they're on the free throw line now. But yeah, I think the Suns are just playing not to lose, which is not good. It's never it's never a good thing to play not to lose. They get they need to play to win. They just they're just keeping ahead and just staying 
even kills like yo they need to chill because the sun the clippers can come out and win and win after being down 3-1 and that would be so awful for chris paul if you think about it chris paul 2008 let's go back to 2008 because i'm an nba historian they lost game seven the hornets against the spurs in new orleans against the spurs that had to hurt then he goes to the clippers and the first year they beat the memphis grizzlies and then it got swept by the spurs in the second year they lose in the first round to the memphis grizzlies and then 2014 they lose against OKC, but I mean, you know, that's OKC, that's Westbrook and the who was going to beat them. Um, and then 15, 15, which looks like it was going to be their year, right? Looks right. like it was going to be, you're going to see a Clippers-Warriors rivalry. That's going to be the start of the year. They go up three run against the Rockets and then lose three games in a row. It's like, what? And then he got, he gets injured in 16. They lose in the second round against Portland or first round. And then 17, they lose against Utah. It's like, he's been having bad luck. And then, Lo and behold, you get James Harden. You have the number one seed. You lose against the Warriors, which is understandable. It's the fucking Warriors. Then you come out in 2019, and you Kevin Durant goes down, and you think you have a chance, and you still lose. So it's like, yo, Chris Paul has been suffering playoff losses after playoff losses his whole career. And it's like, it'll be so good for him if he can finally just make it to the finals. Even if he loses, just make it to the finals, just to feel that, you know? It would be great. That would be a great story. But um, they... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, again, I'm going. I'm going Clippers seven. Clippers and seven. I don't think seven? I put, okay. put out this prediction yet. Well, I might be in, end up beating my words if the um, if the Suns win this game. That's it. So they're currently up what 68-62 right now. Nine fifty-six left in the third quarter. I'm a hold 71. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on my prediction (laughs) until after the game. So that'll be Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. You'll actually get the prediction. I'm going to go with it in game seven. So uh, lastly, we're going to go back to the go back to the NFL real fast. Um, CBS Sports decided they wanted to drop their top 16 2021 NFL coaches. I'm going to read you the list from 16 all the way down to one. Mm-hmm. You've got Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores at number 16, Mike Zimmer, the Minnesota Vikings, number 15, Mike Vrabel to Tennessee Titans at 14, Kevin Stefanski, mm-hmm. Browns coach at 13, Colts, Frank Reach at 12, yeah. Kyle Shanahan, 49ers at 11, Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers at 10, Matt LaFleur, Green Bay Packers at nine. Bruce Arians, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at eight. Pete Carroll, the Seattle Seahawks at number seven. Sean McVay, the Buffalo, excuse me, Sean McVay, the Los Angeles Rams, excuse me, at number six. And Sean McDermott at number five for the Buffalo Bills. Sean Payton, New Orleans Saints at number four. John Harbaugh, the Baltimore Ravens at number three. And Bill Belichick, for the New England Patriots at number two, and at number one we have Andy Reid for the Indy for the excuse me Kansas City Chiefs. Why is Bill Belichick still number two? Uh where would you put him? He he definitely belongs in the top ten, but you know his he didn't really have a good year coaching last season. Um, so I don't know if I put him too. John Harbaugh, where did the Ravens finish? Did they make the playoffs last year? I yes. think John Harbaugh is. Uh, I, I think that's a good spot for Harbaugh. Nah. It's 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 a tie between well, it, it's interchangeable right now for me between Sean Payton and John Harbaugh. Honestly, yeah, because yeah. the yeah. because the Saints ended up winning, they won the division. The Baltimore Ravens they were a wild card. They were right, a wild right. card. Still Second is, place, still if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, was it still? Yeah, still, still it was the Browns. Division. I think was it the. Man, I can't even remember who won the daggone division. I think um, it was the Steelers. But um, Bruce, not Bruce Aaron, sorry, Matt LaFour, that's way too high for me. He needs to go down below the top 10. I think the Tennessee coach should be in the top 10. The way Tennessee, he has, uh, yeah, so playing. Vrabel, he's at number 14. So I agree with you. I think yeah. Vrabel should be in the top 10. You got to take Mike Tomlin out of the top 10. Nah, stop. You always hate on Mike Tomlin, brother. Come on, man. Did you look up who won the division last year in the NFC, AFC North? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. But 
Tomlin got to go. Come on, man. Why why y'all hate on not y'all, you why you hate on I think he belongs at 10. He's fine at 10. He's fine at 10. Um Pete Carroll, do you still consider him a good coach? I mean, I do. His team has been consistently relevant for years, you know, as far as he's been there. So I like him at seven. Bruce Arians, um Steelers. Is, was it was it was it more Steelers? Thank you. Uh was it more of the team or was it more of the coach? Because you, you think they could have plugged any coach at Tampa Bay or I don't think so. Here's the thing with Tampa Bay. I, I respect I res- I respect Tampa Bay. Uh, even but, when Tom Brady wasn't there last year, I felt like uh, Bruce Arians did a, a, did an excellent job with um, Jameis Winston. I just felt like they were a quarterback away from being an actual contender. And as you saw, which like, ended up happening, yeah, yeah, which you which you saw end up happening. Tom Brady ended up taking it to the to the Super Bowl and actually winning it. So I, I like Bruce Arians. I've, I've always liked Bruce Arians. Even when it's time with Arizona, I love Bruce Arians. I wanted Bruce Arians in Miami, but me, that didn't end up happening. They decided to end go up back. going with an un, unproven head coach. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let, let me get back to you about Tomlin to win that division. That listen. That division, that AFC, look, man, stop it. That AFC, that AFC North is a tough division, bro. It's a tough division. And to win that division, you got to give him love, man. Come on, man. I'm not saying he's the greatest coach ever, but he definitely belongs in the top 10. They barely um, won Matt, it. They barely won Matt, it. They took their foot I, off. They put took the foot off the gas. They won, though. They won. Come on, They now. barely won it. They barely won it. And they, what, was, what, what, they started <laughs> off, I think they were like 10-0 and 0 or something like that. And then they were just... I think they just ended up going on on a slide. They was going on a serious slide at one point, and they just lucked out. They just they just ended up lucking out. To be honest with you, no word on Sean McKay. You good with uh, Sean McKay at six? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Sorry, Sean McVay. I'll keep him at six. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep him at six, considering the fact that he made the playoffs. I'll keep him at six. Sean McDermott, he got to get out of the top five. I feel like that is a coach right there on the rise, but he doesn't need to be in the top ten. If anything, I will probably put Kyle Shanahan in the top ten before I put Sean McDermott in the top ten. So, were you keeping Belichick? I, listen, I would, I would drop down Belichick. First of all, John Harbaugh, he doesn't belong in the top top five either. So, take him out and take Who? Sean McDermott out. Okay, I'll put Belichick at three or four. Sean McDermott, take him out and take and take uh, John Harbaugh out too. He doesn't belong in the top five. I think he belongs in the top ten, but not top five. Uh, well, I don't know. He might be outside the top ten as well. Okay, um, as far so, as John so, Harbaugh, so real quick, out of just out of respect. Belichick needs to be either number two or number one. Six championships. Yeah, but what this is based on what you did, what, last season? Or is this based on just overall? I think it's overall, to be honest. Because if, well, if it's just, overall, come on. Belichick should be number one. Yeah, I think, well, I think it's a little bit of both. Because Sean McVay, this, I mean, Sean McDermott is your first time making the playoffs. Second time. Second time. Second right. time making the playoffs. Okay. Number five, I'm not feeling it. I'm not. I'm just not feeling it. I'm, I'm not feeling it. You shouldn't be in the top five. Like Kyle who's Shanahan. Who's 12 again? 12 is Frank Wright. Frank Rick Reach. Frank Wright. Damn. Frank Wright for the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. I don't, That's where I, Matt LaFleur should be. He, he shouldn't be in the top 10. I think Matt LaFleur is just a product of the greatness of Aaron Rodgers at this point. So we're going to see what what Matt, Matt LaFleur looks like without, without uh, Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, Vrabel definitely in the top, in the top 10. If McDermott is there, Vrabel most definitely should be there. Zimmer, eh. I feel like they just living in the Green Bay Packers shadow right now. I think after the decision is made for Aaron Rodgers, that division is going to be up for grabs between the Chicago Bears or the Minnesota Vikings because I don't think the Green Bay Packers are going to be a very good team without Aaron Rodgers. 
So mm-hmm. I feel like Zim- Zimmer is just, he's just suffering from the Michael Jordan syndrome, if you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying. A lot of great players ain't getting no championship because Jordan sitting in the sitting in the league. But yeah, I feel like Zimmer at, at fifteen. I mean, excuse me, Mike Vrabel having a fourteen. That's 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 craziness. You you got to you, you didn't gotta, say anything about uh Floyd of uh, the, the the Dolphins coach. I, that's I'm surprised you didn't say nothing about that yet. You think he belongs in that in that list? He's sixteen, right? He's number sixteen, isn't he? Yes, he Brian Flores is number sixteen. Yes, that is correct. Um. Great spot, mm. higher. What you think? I'm trying to think of some. I'm trying to think of some head coaches off the top of my head that I think that's better than him. That's not on the list right now. So not many. Yeah, not many. Personally, I would think I would put Ron Rivera over him mm. for the Washington football team. If we're just going off a of body of work, I put Ron Rivera in there uh, before I put. Flores on list. Uh, thinking about it in the NFC, NFC West. Only really okay. So you have the Seattle Seahawks. That's uh, Pete Carroll. Uh, nope, Arizona Cardinals. No, I wouldn't put him over anybody on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, yeah, really. John Gruden, hell no. I wouldn't I wouldn't no. put John Gruden over him. Uh, <laughs> uh really? Yeah. 16 is fine. What about what about the Denver Colts? No. 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 The, the 16 is fine. I think say, only like I said, the only issue that I would have is probably Ron Rivera off the top of my head right now. But yeah, I I think at this point 16 is fine for 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 Brian Flores right now. You you are in a in a make or break season right now, my friend. You gotta you gotta make the playoffs, otherwise you're done. Yeah, because you had a decent year last season, but you didn't make the playoffs, unfortunately. So, if I, I think unfortunately for him, if they don't make the playoffs, he'll, he'll probably you know lose his job, which is you know not good. But that's just the nature of sports. Like if you don't if you don't produce, you're not going to stay around. Absolutely not. Now I will yeah. say. Like, like, you don't think I, so? I agree. I, 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 one thousand percent agree because I remember when he ended up signing that long term contract with the Dolphins. I believe it was a five year deal. Like, just the, just the response of the five year deal. Like, folks was like, okay, yes, he gets an opportunity to to clean up the roster and then break it down and build it back up. And my head, this is year three. I, yeah, this is year three. So, okay. my head, I'm thinking, okay. I'm I'm not so I'm not a big fan of rebuilds. I'm more of a I'm more of the kind of guy like okay, we are going to retool a couple things and then we're gonna get right back in the battle. That's you, that's you know my what? mindset. You know what's, what's a perfect perfect example for that? And it's a different sport, but for example, when LeBron left the Heat, the Heat did not rebuild and become nothing like the Cavaliers. They stayed relevant and just retooled. And just stayed relevant, and you know, made the playoffs, and of course, they didn't win another championship, but they didn't become irrelevant. So I, I get your point. Uh, not rebuild, but retool, just tool up, yeah, and just, you know, just, just, stay. just tool up. Like, don't break the whole thing down because yeah, your job is on the line. Like, you're not going to be staying for the whole five years. I just want people to know that. Like, it looks nice on paper, but if we don't see any progression in year two. You out of you, you, year three, that seat is hot. <laughs> that, that seat is hot. So, my whole mindset right now with Flores is like, we going into year three right now. If you don't get at this point, it don't really matter of how many wins you get. Right? It does. If you don't get at least 10 wins and make the playoffs, you're done. That's you're, what I'm saying. Done. He has to make the playoffs. He has to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, then he might, might be another. Dolphin coaching change, another one. Oh yeah, it, it, it'd be a, it'll be a tragedy. It, it will most mm-hmm. definitely be a tragedy. Like again, like I said, I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of rebuilds. It comes down to just retooling and getting back into the battle because that sets that sets a coach up for failure. To be honest with you, because things may mm-hmm. not end up working out the way that you wanted to work out. Luckily for the Dolphins, 
it somewhat did, even though there were some of the some decisions that I was not exactly on board with, but it is what it is. The Dolphins are relevant. So uh, final thoughts before we end up closing this thing out, man. I just want to give a shout out to our brother. Um, I don't think we talk about him enough, what he's doing, talking about Banks. You know, he, he, my brother's keeper. He's he's doing a great job. He's he's a good he's a good man, and the way he's doing, bringing bringing people along and talking about mental health, like he he should get a lot of praise. That you know, so salute to you, brother. Uh, hope to see you Saturday. Also, um, you know, shout out to Quinte, shout out to Havoc and Shake and Joe. Mas- What's it, Joe Messina? Is that his name? Machado, 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 Joe Machado. Machado. Shout out to them, and um, hope to see you guys Saturday. And um, just again, just want to keep. Spirit, peace, and love. Think before you react. Violence is not the answer. It's all about peace, and that's it. That was nicely put. Hmm. I don't even think I have anything to top that. I think you put that perfectly. Uh, most definitely, shout out to Banks as far as uh, mental awareness for men specifically, because right. uh, men in general they always have this mindset of the t- the tough guy mindset where. They feel like they're always good. And nine times out of 10, they usually ain't good, especially when it comes right. down to certain situations that happen in life. Um, me personally, I've been there. I, I know how that feels. But, right. um, yeah, it, it, it it's beautiful what he's doing with the, with the whole mental health, how he's driving that with the My Brother's Keeper show. For the three people in the chat, if you haven't checked out the My Brother's Keep Keeper show, be sure to uh, check that check the show out uh, Friday evenings. Um, but – Outside of that, man, for real, for real, that's all I got. Um, I actually just thought about dropping a video tonight. Um, be sure to be back 9 p.m. Eastern time Saturday evening. Uh, another big show we're going to have. Um, I just went a blank here. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Not For Debate Pod at on Twitter. And on Instagram, not for debate underscore podcast. Uh, be sure to also hit the like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share if you're on the on the tube. Uh, this is the Not for Debate podcast. We up out of here, man. <laughs>